This is awesome. Oh, fuck. Hey. Good to see you among the living, man. Check it out. It's the latest talent mix. Thanks, Pete. Good to see you all among the living. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Talon Mix. It's a Smallville recap podcast. I'm Brian. That's Zach. We watch Smallville. Now we're going to talk about Smallville. That's invisible it. guy. Invisible, invisible guy. guy. Another invisible they've, guy. They've it's never done had that an invisible guy on the show. Oh, wait. <laughs> Fuck. They've done, um, definitely done invisible guy. In a freak of the week show, eventually you're going to come back around to invisible guy. <laughs> Here's a question. Zach, have you seen much of the show Supernatural? Uh, not much, no. How many, inv- that show went on 11, 11 seasons more than that? How many invisible guys do you think are on Supernatural? It's gotta <laughs> be many. Is it more or less than are on this show? I mean, this one only has two. So I'm thinking there's more. I know X-Files did at least one, and it took surprisingly long for them to do it. They like I think they were like okay fuck fine we'll do the invisible episode. Interesting, interesting. Is this you, our you second feeling... or third on small? Um, I've I've cheated and I've skimmed on the wiki a little. I believe it's the second. Okay, all right. Um, are you familiar with the uh, the invisible person from Buffy the Vampire Slayer? No, I'm not. Um, early, I would say season two, uh, early on, there is a, um, and the actress is somebody familiar. Uh, her name is Marcy on the show. Uh, and it's, it takes, Buffy typically takes like teen dramas, teen struggles and turns it into a horror movie. That's the tagline of the show. Um, and, uh, this girl is so ignored so looked over, she actually becomes invisible. Um, and uh, at the end of the episode, um, you know, because she's done all these bad things, Buffy has to stop her, uh, even though you feel kind of bad for her. So you, you can't do murders. You're not allowed to do murders. No, no um, that's crossing the line. <laughs> um, so she stopped. And then we get a stinger at the end of the episode that uh, we, we close in on like a government program. And we see we do not see the invisible girl opening up the book, seeing all the top secret files. And we just hear her go, cool. Uh, And it's a little joke slash stinger in season two. It never comes up again because it's just a little joke, a little maybe. Yeah, the if there were invisible people, if it was possible to turn invisible, the government would be looking into how to do that. The amount of people when the like the comic book continuation came out who were apparently like, are we going to find out what happened to Marcy and that go- the government program for invisible people? Like the one-off freak of the week, it, there was a little dumb stinger in the episode. <laughs> Guys, I mean, grow up. <laughs> well, you know what, Brian? We can't, we can't very well say that and then continue to do our Smallville recap podcast. Listen. Where we listen, pick apart. This is all we have. <laughs> every, <laughs> every piece of banal minutia in this show no 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 i would reckon there is a difference between asking the big important questions about why lex has a giant picture of clark and what went into putting the giant picture of clark in as the secret clark room i think those are good important questions what isn't important is hey are we going to get a continuation storyline in that one-off joke ending of that one episode yeah that would be yeah it's true if we were like man whatever happened to 
uh, the kid from the John Q episode. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, meanwhile, if we started, if we got some stuff on the contractor who put up that fucking. <laughs> I have oh, so man. many I questions. I still need to call picture. in. We're running out Not of time because they're going to record that Not episode soon. So I got to call in this week with my question. You got to call in this week. Do you want to? Do you want help? Do you want moral support? Do you want me to be well, on the I call think with we you need when you to, do it? We need to fashion the question together because I want it to be really tight. Yeah, a tight yeah, thirty yeah, yeah, yeah. seconds, so they have no so, reason yes. to, to click this off. It's thirty seconds, and I think you are. Hey, I have a couple of questions. It's specifically about the. Yeah. We're just going to workshop this now. I hope that's okay. This is not a ton. This episode's fine. The episode fade. It's fine. I don't have a ton to talk about. No, me neither. <laughs> um, but uh, I think I think you open with hi. I think say first time, long time. It's cliche, but I think it's good. <laughs> I, you always have to identify yourself. So like, yeah, Zach from Portland. Yes, big fan of the show. There you go. Can you just give me? 10 minutes on the giant picture of <laughs> I think I think you need to ask hey okay set the scene because they're not they don't they should be listening to our show but just in case they miss that episode uh, and all the subsequent episodes where we've talked about also if it's your first time listening I doubt it I doubt it by this point but if it's your first time listening there's an episode in season blah 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 three the end uh, of, it was it's the finale of season three we find out Lex has a giant room dedicated to Clark uh, and uh, and all of the secrets around him. And in this Clark room, there is a gigantic picture of Clark, illuminated picture of Clark. It's like the size of a wall. It's just huge. We have so many fucking questions. <laughs> it's um, so what are I, I think? What's the funny number? What's the funny number of questions? Is it six to just rapid fire? I have a couple of questions about the giant picture of Clark in the secret Clark room. And then just <laughs> rapid fire them. I'll take my answer off the air. You hang up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, totally. So what are the, I think it's, I have questions about Lex, Lex's secret Clark room, specifically the giant picture. <laughs> Of Clark, and then it's. I think so. I think the joke is a lot of questions in succession. Yes, totally. Not, yeah. not too many. Obviously, this has to be. This has to be brief. I think with the second they laugh about it, it should be around over. Yes. Um, but I think I. I really want to know about. Did he install it himself? Did he right. have to? Yes. Did did it. <laughs> Who, yes, was there a contractor? Right. Did he, does he have a big printer at home? Did he have to go to Kinko's? Yes. Did he send someone to Kinko's to do this? Did he have it special ordered? Did who, he have a place who, for it in mind? Who cleans the creepy Clark picture? Yup. Does the maid know about this room? If not, does Lex clean the picture himself? There is not a speck of dust on it, so somebody. <laughs> yeah, who who tidies up the creepy Clark room? Is uh, it, it should all be towards the big picture, but I do have more questions. Like, is that the loop of the car hitting 
CGI Lex on the bridge. It's yeah. not just always going, just in yeah. case. Like, or, do, or does it like this? When the door opens to the room, it turns on. Yeah, like, just like what is for what does Lex do in the Clark room? Does he, he just does he pull up a little folding chair and just sit sit down and you know kind of take it all in? Is is the rapid fire series of questions more about the Clark room, and then you really in the last couple focus on the big picture? I think that might be the bit, yeah, because we got we got right. more questions that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah I just, think you're right. The last four are just the picture. We're just hitting the picture. <laughs> yes, yes. I do like. I do really like. What does Lex do in the Clark room? What does Lex um, do? And finally, what does Lex <laughs> do in the Clark room? <laughs> <laughs> if it's okay so we have to do that you have to call in i'm going this, to do this it, week. yeah yeah and then we have to wait with baited with bated breath we're gonna find oh, out to, all together if they if do it if it's not on there i'm gonna be devastated and like and i don't think i don't think we do any like obviously there's there's some there's a little humor in this uh but like no no bullshit trying to sneak in a plug of our podcast no no like, no no this, no. Is, this is all this is all about the question yeah. <laughs> oh wonderful wonderful all right this week we're doing it we're doing it and right. you're by we i mean you but i'll help you. no totally yeah i will I will text i'll text some drafts to you tomorrow Great. we'll just really hone it perfect <laughs> Oh, I guess that's enough beating around the bush. Um, our, it's a, it, the, the thing we record in uh, called Podcastle has changed their little layout. And I was looking for how long have we been recording? Oh, okay, good 10 minutes on the, on the clock. <laughs> I mean, that's a perfect amount of bullshit. I guess that's enough dilly dallying about we watched fade this week. It's the 20th episode in the fifth season of Smallville. It's the 108th episode overall. It aired April 27th, 2006. This is so a uh, little bit how the sausage is made. We haven't recorded our recap of last week's episode yet. I assume it's the greatest episode in all of podcasting. Um, but that episode's really good. At least the, we think so right now. We the, haven't heard what Emily's thought. The episode of the the show Smallville is really good. You're saying yes. hopefully our episode of our sh- podcast will also be good. I'm but not the, saying hopefully. I'm saying it is. Yes, but the episode uh, Mercy uh, from last week is fucking fantastic. And we will, we will, whatever Emily has to say, we will stand <laughs> firm on that. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, um this and episode, this episode is a is a drop off, but for sure, compared to some of the slump we've had, right? We're not back down. The 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 graph is like we're like below sea level, and then we go up to like space, and then we're back down at sea level right now. Right. It's I, I put this one in the. Like, I don't have a ton to say, but I don't know. Maybe I'm sure. I'm no, sure things will come. I think this is a perfectly middling level yes. uh, episode of Smallville. Agreed. I have a couple of clips prepped up. We'll see if they pop up. We'll see if they're even worth getting into here. Sure. Uh, 
<clears throat> but okay, reading from the uh, directly from the Smallville wiki, smallville.fandom.com. On a street in Metropolis, police are escorting an eyewitness into a courthouse while a mysterious man, Graham Garrett, watches from the distance. Clark, did Kent you recognize police- the courthouse, Brian? It's uh, that's that's the uh, Vancouver Public Library once again. That's right. Yeah. Uh, we should have kept track of every time that shows up. Very, uh, I think very it is, notable building. It's consistently the courthouse, though, I think. Yeah, good for them. Yeah, I guess the, the last time we would have thought that was that was what it was. Um, OK, uh, Clark Kent and Chloe Sullivan are on their way to the courthouse to watch the eyewitness testify uh there's a funny bit here how clark is assisting chloe he's specifically saying like i don't mind being your boy friday which a i think is a funny line uh but uh it's it's very funny how there's a specific he's wearing a tag uh a a daily planet like name tag which they clearly had to reverse engineer a reason for him to be wearing Uh, Clark sees Graham about to get hit by a car. He super speeds over to Graham and pushes him away from the car, saving his life. After looking at Clark's press badge, Clark quickly thanks or Graham quickly thanks Clark and rushes away. Back at the courthouse, the witness is led into a secure holding room, which is guarded by policemen. As police close the door, Graham appears inside out of nowhere and strangles the witness with his tie, killing him. Police enter the room and find the dead witness, but Graham is nowhere to be found. That's not true. We watch him sneak out in the hallway. We find him immediately. <laughs> Zach, you are either muted. I'm back. You're back, baby. I like how the wiki doesn't introduce Graham at all. It's just like Graham is crossing the street. Like we know who we the have fuck no Graham uh, is. Uh, escorting a witness into the courthouse while a mysterious man, Graham Garrett, watched from the distance. Oh, I didn't hear that part. No, fuck, shut there. the fuck up. I should go back on mute. <laughs> mute myself. That's where you go. You're now in mute jail. <laughs> we should. Um, the effects, the effects where Clark is the slow motion save are pretty cool. It's it's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's good, man. For one moment, I I, I do miss doing this live on Twitch for sure. Um, it's a little easier to be a little more uh, uh, flexible on when we record. Don't get me wrong, but if I could do it all over again, twenty bucks, twenty bucks, you could mute one of us for ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You could just sign off if you didn't want to hear us. No, no, no. Specifically, you have to make it worse. (laughs) (laughs) I do think we should do another episode on there sometime soon. Like the season ending awards are fun. That would be a good one to do. Yeah, yeah. We should do something live. We should do. We could have clips. We could have clips for the each category again. Yeah, that's a lot of work, though. I know. We should do something live. Uh, I do miss it. Um. Sorry, my cats are are play fighting and it's turning to real fighting. So I'm uh, I'm my cat. Have I told you about the raccoon saga in my house? No, no. There's a raccoon around 2 a.m. that comes out of my fire escape and uh, around 2, 3 a.m. And my cat loses her fucking mind 
absolute like yowl screeching attacking the window and you can't go over and move her because she will attack you so like all i can and like now keep in mind we have a fucking baby who is asleep and we would prefer to didn't wake up and she's full-throated yowling which then pisses the dog off the dog's in the other room the dog's not in our room uh who then starts barking his head off because he's like what the fuck is going on in there it sounds like someone's screaming and then so it's imagine being jolted from a deep sleep (laughs) having to deal with this hoping to god your baby doesn't wake up yeah Um, oh yeah god that's like walking around a landmine you can't do much because a you can't do much about the raccoon and your cat's going to attack you if you're doing it <laughs> so it's a desperate like spritzing with water poking with a pillow trying to like get her out of the room <laughs> it's hell it's hell you're like you're like mess it's like a game of operation you're like there truly it, it there was a point in my life where i was like i'm never leaving new york city i fucking moved to new york to live in new york i'm not and now you're like get me out of here get me out of this fucking hell city where i've chosen to spend a significant portion of my life get me <laughs> out of here it seems like a it's like waiting tables where it's like you can do it in your 20s for like 10 years max and then you gotta get out gotta you gotta get out, get out. <laughs> gotta get out I gotta get out. Uh, and yeah, I'm going on about 10 years. So yeah, <laughs> gotta get out. Um, okay, so I was also laughing about how just in how the last decade has gone of like, man, about a decade ago, I met a cute girl at a party. And now I do Elmo dances at 6am for a <laughs> for an infant for a, not an infant, but like her infant. She's one. She's yeah, she's yeah, nine months. Yeah uh who doesn't seem that amused by it <laughs> you know what that sounds like a perfect story that sounds like a dream scenario so that's it it's not too bad <laughs> yeah. um i'm not anyway being sarcastic, I guess. yeah it's pretty good anyway clark and martha arrive home to find lois playing a video game on a new <laughs> plasma television oh it brian took- is she playing this game or what? Did you notice her her the way she was holding the controller? I um yes, yes, of course. It's not someone who's ever No, this is a hot person who's doesn't who didn't it was unlike control. anything I've ever seen before. <laughs> so this is your standard like PlayStation shaped controller, basically, right? It is not a PlayStation controller, though. I'll tell you that. They no, specifically but shoot a shot of the controller, and I don't know why. I don't know if this is product placement because I've never seen that controller before in my life. But it's it's basically the same idea where you have two handles, you have a couple joysticks, and you have the pad of like the right. you know the the buttons. Right. Um, in PlayStation, it's like XO, square, whatever. So in this, she is holding normally with her left hand, like how you would hold it with your left hand, gripping the handle. And with her right hand, she is sort of cradling the bottom of the handle with her thumb, and she is tapping the buttons with her index finger and like all the digits. It's like a little bit of a bad facsimile of like an arcade thing yeah yes totally yeah she's doing an arcade thing but on the, on the playstation controller 
Which, which, I mean, don't get me wrong. This is not what our favorite main cast member of the show, Erica Durrance, is doing. Make no mistake, this is not what she's doing. But people who are really, really into like fighting games, your Tekkens, your Street Fighters, will kind of approximate the controller in their hands to mimic an arcade a little bit. They oh, will shit. hold it. Maybe, you know what? Maybe she is doing that because she was playing a fighting game. She's playing Dynasty Warriors, which isn't quite that. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, like so, I can't give her. It, I can't I, give her points I, for that. But I take it back though, because if people actually do that, then maybe it was a choice. If not by her, then maybe the director. Or uh... <laughs> I gotta say, I doubt it, my man. <laughs> it is odd. It is it's, truly odd. It's. There's no reason to hold a controller like that for any normal person. It's, I will say it's no one. Well, we don't know that we don't know that Lois Lane doesn't play a lot of video games. That was a presumption on my part. That's not fair because um, she immediately she seems excited to play it. I'm I'm weighing the I weights would, on this. Oh, she's I would say controller, at, dude. at least at least she is playing a fighting game when she's jamming the buttons and stuff because That's most true. of the time in, in TV it's a person like just like smashing buttons and it's like a racing game or something right. it just does not make any sense at all you just hit x you just hold down x yeah exactly there's very little movement going on and like usually they're contorting their whole body for some right. reason to like <laughs> Right. At least at least this is a game where you do need to make button combos and your fingers need to be spry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So Lois is playing a video game on a new plasma television. I am. So what I thought was funny is what we're supposed to walk into is Lois on a giant TV playing a video game, which to me in 2023 just registered as a television. <laughs> <laughs> right yeah because now tvs are so cheap yeah like it's it's he, that plasma is smaller than my living room television <laughs> he says later in the episode like a 50 inch plasma or 55 inch plasma and i'm like that's yeah. nothing no yeah i think i got 75 in my living room and we have a pretty cheap tv <laughs> like, but if i think about what i was watching circa 2006 mm -hmm. it is a fucking gigantic tv yep yeah, I remember my mom got a TV around that time. I think she had got it while I was at school and I came back and she had this new TV. And this would be 2007. And I was like, oh, they got a really big flat screen TV. I'm maybe 40 inches. This is yeah. it's not. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> this tiny little fucking thing. Yeah. And she would put it like on the other end of the room from the couch. So it's like. 40 feet away. Yeah. <laughs> We're so broken. It's also funny how uh, whenever I, I've experienced this a couple of times, um, I feel like the size of the TV every couple of years when we you used to get a TV and your TV was a piece like uh, the TV I had growing up is the TV I had growing up. Now I, as an adult, have gone through like three televisions. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Is that because um, they are pieces of shit or just because like you're like, I can upgrade. It's not that expensive to upgrade. No, it's no. We we like burn our TVs out. Um, and they got to say, like my TV, it's already right. It's burping right out of the microphone. It's already slowing down, you know, 
It's because right. they're just right. bad tablets now that are in your living room. Well, and also they're asked to do a lot more than those little boxes we had right. <laughs> growing it's, up. It's, the the boxes were just receive television signals. <laughs> right. Right. There was no variance really in quality of what you were watching, depending on which TV right. you had. The right. size changed. <laughs> right. Right. For the most part. Like you could change the color a little bit or something, but uh but it was no, mostly really. just one thing you were watching. I remember uh this is gonna be the divergent show because there's not a You know what, to talk Brian? About. I I had a revelation recently that I prefer tangents on most podcasts to the actual content of the show. I agree. I agree. Anytime I think I'm listening to a podcast and someone's like, okay, 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 let's get back on track. I'm like, no, shut up. I was enjoying that tangent. I think the content, the main content of the show is less the draw and more the facilitator of the tangents. Agreed. Agreed. So I'm sorry to interrupt uh, your most recent tangent. Go ahead. Oh, good. I remember being a kid and my grandfather got a large, large screen television at the time. I'm sure I'm sure I'm sure it's very tiny by today's comparison. And it's a square. It was a flat screen, but it was a square because um, we're in cause, what else right. does the TV look like? Right. Um, and he's where we're down in Florida. He's excited that we're going to see it. Are you familiar with the television show The Muppet Babies? Oh, oh, yes, I am. Do you remember? OK, so The Muppet Babies was like, take the Muppets. They're babies now. And they hang out in a nursery all together. They've all been friends since they were babies. And they had a nanny. You never see the nanny's face. You only see her right. legs. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, man, on this big TV, we're going to see nanny's face. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to show it. It's, it's the TV. It's the size of the TV that's been because I'm a child and I don't understand how fucking anything works. You're not the only one, though. I In uh, high school, when DVDs first were b becoming a thing, I had a buddy, rich family, and his dad had a, a, a big TV, like even big for now. It was like a huge sure. TV. Of course, it was one of the square shaped ones, but it was big. And they had a DVD player and we got a DVD um, from Blockbuster or wherever. And we were going there and it, he was like, I was like, all right, let's put it on widescreen. And he's like, no, 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 full screen. And I, he and I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, "It those black bars, it's wasting this giant TV. No, no, <laughs> no. The black bars are wasting the, the big screen TV. You're going to see less picture, but bigger. No, no, I don't. I do not miss those conversations that I feel like I had all the time. No. Of oh, man. Full no, no, screen no, no, no. was the bane of anyone who like like the second you like started liking film, you learned about the difference between full screen and widescreen and right. You had to explain it to everyone who didn't care and was just like, why are there black boys? I, I don't know if you had this at all as a, as a kid. Um, and I don't know why this is the case, but I remember the sound of music. The VHS, I would say the first 20 minutes were in widescreen. And then it eventually flipped to full screen. And I don't know what it was about it, but I'm like, that's a classy picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they did used to do that. Like sometimes the beginnings or the ends would be in widescreen, and then they would, then they would. Of go which, to, to be clear, yeah, it's like it's 
you know, Maria comes up on the fucking green hill and like the hills are alive right. with the sound of music. Like, where are the fucking hills? What are you talking about? Right. Exactly. <laughs> I just see you. But it was, I don't see this gorgeous, purposely created frame of you among the mountain. <laughs> but that position of I can't watch I, the black bars are too much for me. I, I was very common. And I think it was because people were trained to watch the square. Mm hmm. And mm -hmm. if you give them something besides the square, it's I back then. Of, I remember a lot of just like not understanding, truly right. not understanding. And I tried my best of like movie rectangle, TV square. Don't not same. Not they used same. to have like posters <laughs> and like up at Blockbuster trying to explain it to people with like images. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and uh, just i remember a special um uh a diehard special feature on the dvd was john mctiernan over like let me show you the fucking difference let me show you why this is worse here's what i fucking did and here's what they did to this fucking movie like... <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's it was a, a wide special movie. feature on Die Hard. <laughs> i love that yeah uh... <laughs> <laughs> which because uh, it used to just go to tv so there was a tv cut right oh i don't even have a larger thought there it was just and I then mean, that transferred over to vhs and then dvd i don't know what it was but it was like actually can we just like have the movie the way they made it <laughs> well i think because they i think that's how laserdisc probably was it was like sure i although dvds until until the end we're giving you the option, you know, like they I sold. Rem both. I remember a lot of full screen edition, widescreen edition, two different DVDs. Right. No, that's um, what I mean. You you could yeah. buy either, or it wasn't like they were just putting widescreen out. That was the more common one, but you could get either, or or you could get the disc that had both, and you flip it over or whatever. Right. That said, I will say now this is purely nostalgia talking. I don't think this is worth anything. There is on Tubi specifically the VHS version of Day of the Dead in its full screen. Like what? <laughs> and part of me is and it's specifically presented as like this is the VHS version. Oh, um, and I'm kind of like, that's fun. I don't mind that as a little nostalgia trip. I have the real one available, but <laughs> I get frustrated because this shit is still happening. Like it's still if happening. Watch, if you watch AMC movies streaming they're all in 16.9 which is your tv shape right even if it's like a john carpenter movie that's shot way wider than that infinity they still put wide it, yeah they still put it in that fucking what are we doing your american movie classics i don't think i worked for amc for a while I, I don't know if i should say that but i did uh and uh i think a lot of these channels now are just oh we're not that anymore we're just amc <laughs> amc right, yeah. means amc it's just the letters yeah exactly yes. mtv IFC, i i was more i was more ifc which is owned by amc uh but uh they were like oh we're not the independent film channel anymore we're just ifc it's just it's just three letters together I'm like, yeah i bet <laughs> um any other thoughts on aspect ratios Nah, i mean we'll, we'll circle back I have a blanket. I have a we our our uh, couch blanket is a blanket of aspect ratios. <laughs> <laughs> Do you it really? Has different, 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, it's it's an A twenty four A twenty four sent it to my wife, uh, and it's a big yellow blanket and has different rectangles, and it's listed at aspect ratios, and it's great. We love it. It's a very that's, cozy blanket. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Lois is playing the video game. Uh, they are curious as to where it came from, but all they can find is an unsigned card. Weird move. Weird move. I understand part of the plot is, you know, moved forward by <laughs> this, but like, weird. Uh, it's, Clark's just... Well, it's also uh, echoes what Lex did when he saved Lex's life. Lex got That's him that true. big truck or whatever. That's true. That Johnny K wouldn't let him keep. I bet you think Johnny K regretted not keeping that truck after his broke 17, 17 times in the times. show. I think maybe. I think like fuck. I once a once or twice in bed. It was like could it that could have just been that fucking Luther truck. <laughs> it would have been gone. Would have been gone on its own. <laughs> that problem would have taken care of. I didn't have to be the bad guy. Me. Yeah. Right. Um. Okay, Clark suspects it is from Lionel Luther, but Martha is doubtful that he would send them a gift to buy himself back into their lives. I also don't think a video game is a Lionel Luther move. Yeah, and also I think that's more the wording of the the wiki than the show itself, but he's not trying to buy himself back into their lives. He's just trying right. to Cuz he's he's not on the outs. He's He's still in. No, right. He's quite in. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) He's just trying to make Clark trust him more. But right, right. Though they do. They know that he knows now. Yes. Oh, yeah. Here. That's from the last episode. That's the end of the mercy. Right. Um, Okay. so at the Daily Planet, Chloe tells Clark that the trial is canceled because the star witness was murdered in the basement of the courthouse and there are no leads at all. Well, I don't know if you had enough to go on trial then. I don't know how that really works, but if it was all banking on that one guy, (laughs) come on. Um, I also can't they use like pre-trial uh, statements or something? Probably, yeah, still? Right? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> neither of us are lawyers. <laughs> no. Um, Clark asks her to pull up the sales records of a plasma store so he can find out who gave him the television, uh, which he sent back to the store, wary of accepting an extravagant anonymous gift, which Chloe's able to ring up immediately. <laughs> I mean, ah, oh, bummer, Chloe paid in cash. She should have been in fucking black hat. I know. <laughs> The amount of this is before we like everyone was like modestly computer savvy. Um, it's right. Zach. Would you describe yourself as computer savvy? Not compared to people who are actually computer savvy. So like not computer savvy. You've got a microphone hooked up to your computer. We're putting a podcast out on the I'm not either, yeah. but like we're putting a podcast out on the Internet. And like, we all have a general computer literacy now to get through modern society. So we all know that's not how that works now. <laughs> right? Yeah. No, you can't just do that. <laughs> no. Um, that's that's my into, uh, hack into the plasma store. That's my aside on a show from 2006 about how <laughs> that's not how computers work. 
This has been That's Not How Computers Work. Um, okay, Chloe also suspects Lionel sent the television, but Martha called him, and he claimed he had nothing to do with it. How do you... Oh, God, I wish I could have heard how that conversation went. <laughs> Well, uh, hey, Lionel, um, we got a TV delivered to the house with a card. Um, wondering if you sent us this giant TV. No need to call back. Dynasty Warriors 5 and an off-brand controller? (laughs) (laughs) We're just wondering if you could send a real controller. Yeah, we're really... It's just a real actual DualShock 2 for the PlayStation 2. Yeah, you broke the bank on everything else. You might as well just finish it. (laughs) Did you get this PlayStation used? Because usually they come with the real controller. They just come with it. So I don't... (laughs) So we just want to clear up that mix up. Um, <laughs> so uh, Chloe suggests Lex Luthor sent it since he was feeling guilty, almost giving away Lex and Lana's secret. Clark decides to go talk to Lex. Yeah, so uh, in, in, the, the, in the last episode, we have some Clark Lex buddy cop stuff. Right. Um, and Lex mentions you know, it's a shame that it took something like this to, to, to bring us together again. He's like, maybe we can come to some sort of common ground when this is all over. And so Clark mentions that in this episode, like, yeah, he talked about making some common ground. So maybe I'll go talk to him. So it is kind of like, he's going there to like, maybe make some peace with him to a certain extent. Right. And right. then, uh, something. But then, uh, oh, it's going to happen. Yeah. Whoops. Okay, in the Kent's house, Lois is doing sit-ups while talking to a senator on the phone. Graham seems to appear out of nowhere again, scaring Lois. Graham tells her he is a friend of Clark's and reveals that he is the one who sent the television. He doesn't understand why Clark would send the TV back. Lois invites him to wait at the Kent farm until Clark comes home. We also get a Nietzsche line in this scene. We do get a Nietzsche line. Because he, he says, oh, are you Clark's girlfriend? And Lois says, not in this lifetime. Which, you know, we, we've talked about it before. I think we're pro Lois Clark Nietzsche lines. Yes. She's wrong, Brian. She's She's wrong. wrong. They're going to get married. (laughs) They love each other. I love we've talked about it plenty of times i love that at this point in the show the show's not even touching it fuck it we don't got time for that they they tease it out for so much longer than i think a lot of writers would have like yeah yeah because the 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 lana clark thing i mean as we've discussed at length has started to uh (laughs) become tedious like two seasons ago (laughs) (laughs) and like i think most writers would be like all right we're on to the lowest they don't especially especially when the welling endurance of chemistry (laughs) really good chemistry they don't move on to lois until lana's gone 
from the show. It's so long from now. We have so long to go. I do remember listening to a commentary on one of the DVDs. I think it was from season six. So she was still on the show when they recorded the commentary. Yeah. And the creators of the show were like, I think Lana and Clark is the heart of the show. I don't think there's a yeah. show after this. They were saying something to that effect. And it, obviously they'd left the show right. when she was gone. But they're wrong. That's they're, they're wrong. wrong. That's None not the of this. Of the there's a there is a I, I'll talk about it a little later, but like, no, this is dead. It's so <laughs> dead. I don't remember it dying here, but here's really a there's a moment here that's important to me. Um Okay, so uh, Lex enters his office and finds Lana Lang waiting for him. <laughs> Lex coming into his office with a smile on his face. I was waiting for someone to be like, I'm going to yell at you. <laughs> <laughs> he's smiling because he's like, I'm about to play some pool. Yeah. <laughs> I'm about to play some pool. No, I'm Clark and I'm here to yell at you. Um <laughs> So uh, he tells her that no one in Washington, D.C. was able to verify the existence of Milton Fine. Lex and Lana confess that they have missed each other and they begin making out. Oh, it's gross. It's so gross. It's so gross. Uh, Clark walks in overwhelmed at what he is seeing. He quietly leaves the office without either of them noticing his presence. It's a good, it's a good little bit here. Uh, we see Clark in the doorway about to step in. And then we get in the, that's in the background. In the foreground, we have Lex and Lana fucking playing tonsil hockey. Uh, the CW safe version. Uh, and then as like Lex and Lana drift kind of into frame, they drift back out. Clark is no longer in the doorway. It's right. Good. It's a good shot, but noteworthy. He did not super speed away. Right. Because we cut out to the hallway and he's like flabbergasted, stumbling out. Right. Um, so just what I was talking about is like, here's a moment where I felt like, God, I wish I felt something here. I wish I felt right. bad for Clark. I wish I felt heartbroken for Clark. And part of me is like, Am I too old? Do I is that part of me dead? You know, of like I, I remember feeling right. it enough watching it. Am I just too old for that now? But it's been interesting watching Buffy. A lot of that stuff still hits for me. Right. I I will say I feel a similar way. I do think I probably was upset by it when it when I first saw it. It probably hit harder. And, and by, by upset by it, by hitting, I mean feeling some heartbreak for Clark. That right. translating. Well, also being sad that their relationship was over. Right, right, right. Whereas this time, I'm like, God, finally, just stop. Stop, just you two. Stop. Just stop. <laughs> You're bad for each other. This is so bad. This is so bad maybe and not fun to watch. Yeah, <laughs> not even like that's fun, not, messy. That might not be like us being just jaded by the show having seen it or whatever it might just be that we're older now and we're like this is toxic you two need to stop we can think, recognize yeah a, a bad pairing right i think i think maybe it's some mix of age mixed with 
it's not i don't think it's very well done i don't think this storyline right. works mixed with we were a little dumb then and didn't care that it wasn't really working. We weren't right. watching it in that way, which once again, the OC still works for me. Buffy still works for me. I'm capable of feeling. I'm capable of feeling <laughs> still. <laughs> when it's working, I can still feel it, which right. man, it's a lot of chemistry. It's a lot of chemistry and Welling and Crook don't quite have it. It's not sparks. No, no. I mean, like I think Durant, probably like been, Durant's and Welling have. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. I think there have probably been episodes where they had some good moments because obviously there have. Yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about them. But it's not like, I mean, Alicia comes on for three episodes. Like, and it's what like is this? Fireworks. The chemistry. She got to go? <laughs> is fireworks. Yes. She should have had. She, she should have gotten to like series regular for a season and then kill her. Um, and then those... Clark forgets about it one week later. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly, why? Why did you? She should have missed opportunities. Missed they opportunities. talk about that on the show on the Talkville. They just did her episode a couple weeks ago and they talk about how on fire the chemistry was between the two of them it's so good it's like oh that's that's one of those episodes that goes oh that part of me is not dead i can still feel that right um i just need you to bring it a little more um do you think there's an element of the show having i was wondering about this do you think the show has a little bit of an identity crisis not knowing if it's a teen soap or an action show oh absolutely yeah Yep. I think that's part of it for me of like, well, you're not. And so you're not doing great at either. Well, it much. was, it was much more firmly a teen. So early on, I would say, right, right. Where I'd and say a lot of stuff works better right now. They're out of college and it, or they're out of high school. I think they're in a transition state. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're integrating a lot more Superman stuff and they don't quite the Clark Lana thing has run its course, but they're not willing to let go of it. Right. Right. So uh, who knows? Clark meets Chloe at the Daily Planet and demands to know why she kept Lex and Lana's relationship a secret. Chloe says Lana asked her to keep it quiet and that Lana is her friend too. Yeah, it's a, it's a, there's some, there's some pot meat kettle here. <laughs> right. Yeah. Fuck off, Clark. Which I think, I think the writing knows. The writing acknowledges. Here. Right. Clark sure. is wrong. Um, while also being right, because Clark is never that wrong in the show. Because <laughs> um, Lana Lex, gross, grody, don't like it in my eyeballs. Um, it's uh, okay. Okay, Chloe reminds him that it was his decision to break up with her, and she can date Lex if she wants to. Nonetheless, Clark is still concerned about Lex seeing Lana. That comes up. A couple of times here of like Clark ended things. Clark ended things. Your relationship was DOA, to be clear. Clark declared it dead, but like it was. <laughs> there was yeah, an additional month there because his dad died. Let's be clear. <laughs> Clark was like, can we stop doing CPR on this corpse, please? <laughs> You're breaking the rib cage. 
there's no, there's no chance of resuscitation. Just it's done. It's done. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so in the loft, Clark looks at a picture of Lana and smashes it in frustration. I was realizing I don't have a single framed picture of my wife. Am I supposed to have that? Oh, only have you become a character in a TV show? Because I the, got no. That's I, that is not the case. <laughs> no, yeah. If you did, it would have to be like a like a what do they call those? A headshot, like a, right, like right. You have to course. make it look like no picture that's ever been in anyone's of house course. before. Right, right. <laughs> um, uh, so uh, Graham walks in and looks at the picture, asking Clark why he didn't keep the television. Graham reveals he drove through Smallville last year on business, so he knows the area well, which is a hilarious thing to say. Uh, well, it's I wonder why they're saying that. Right, right, right. Um, <laughs> but no one, no one in the seat goes, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> Um, uh, so Clark insists Graham doesn't have to repay him, but Graham convinces Clark to go out to dinner with him in Metropolis. At Graham's apartment, Clark enters and is surprised to find a big party. Graham tells him that he is a headhunter. He tracks people down for jobs. It's the most like... I'm a headhunter. Wink, wink. I'm an assassin. I track people down. Wink, wink. I'm an assassin for jobs. <laughs> wink, wink. I'm an assassin. <laughs> <laughs> it's let me put it this way. If I were just no context talking to this person, I'm like, did you just tell me you're a fucking assassin? Yeah, are you like, a hitman? <laughs> Look, Brian, I know this guy is a cold blooded killer for money. I fucking like this guy. I love I like this him. guy. This I guy's charming. I'd hang this out with that. I think charming. this guy should get away. I think he's fine. <laughs> he's got a thing. lot of that Lex season one flavor where he's like, hey, I'm rich and I'm your new best friend and I'm going to help you out. If this guy wanted to be my bud, I'd be in enough of a, I don't know, your business sounds like none of mine. I don't think I cross over into that world at all. I have totally. enough deniability here to well, not worry about like, it. If you want to kill my arch nemesis, like yeah. fucking take a gift, Clark. Let me put it this way. I've never known a single major witness in a trial. I'm, I'm that's keep me <laughs> keep me out of it. I don't want in. Keep me out of it, but I'm perfectly happy not knowing what I don't know and then hanging out and playing fucking Xbox on a big TV. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, I have returned. Am I back? You are back. Okay. For me you never left, but I did get that you may experience some interruptions here. I'm just going to leave all that in because fuck it. Yeah. That's <laughs> how the sauce. We got no secrets. Made. We got no secrets. We got, we got no secrets. Um, I probably should have more secrets. I don't. <laughs> um, well, I still do have secrets. No one listens to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, can say secrets. shit in the woods, too. <laughs> we, have, we have secrets. They are just easy to access if yes. anyone ever wanted to. <laughs> One of us, here's the move, Zach. One of us has to run for president because then this podcast will get listens. Idiot runs for president. Yeah. 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 For sure. Can we run collectively? 
Just... What do you mean? Of course you can. Well, one of us is president, the other is vice president. No, both. No, no, two presidents. <laughs> co-presidents. Co-presidents. Like co-directors. We would like to be co-presidents. <laughs> yes. Yes. But we would like to both be billed as president. We'll deal with the. <laughs> we'll deal we with have what a that vice... means. Do we have a vice president for? We still have a vice president. Killed? We still have yeah. a vice president. Because that's a different job, and by that different job, I mean not a job. <laughs> Wait, if one of us if one of us gets killed, then we we resign the position, and the vice president takes over. Yes. Or does <laughs> or yes. does one of us find a new co president? <laughs> I think. Ooh, ooh, good, call, good point. <laughs> you call up the vice president to be the new co president. That's it. That's and, it. Yes, but then you were also it. still co president. <laughs> Did we just come that's up with brilliant. the worst sitcom ever? <laughs> just that's presidents. Brilliant. No, co-presidents. <laughs> oh. But yeah, it's like the Wachowskis. It's just... then people wouldn't know. It would be like a writing team. People wouldn't know who to blame for shit. That's it. You'd be like, that's which it. Which one of them do you think came up with that idea? Like, who do you who do you think wanted that that move? Right. Right. And it was like, but no, it's like we're it's Lord and Miller. You know, it's like yep. who yep. who was could one of them have done not gotten fired up for solo? We'll never know. You're right. That's <laughs> like the Cohen brothers have recently started making movies separately after all these years. Right. And so now we're gonna get to start to see whose sensibility was more what. Yep. And that's yep. interesting. Very that's interesting. interesting. Yeah. Uh it's uh, Lana Wachowski got to made matrix yeah. uh whatever that was whatever that was called uh by herself uh, resurrection resurrections resurrection. yeah made lana wachowski is the only person who made matrix resurrections which made us all go why did you do that <laughs> <laughs> well it made us go Oh, you weren't the action one. You were not the action half. <laughs> you didn't. You could not do action scenes because the the script I think is quite good. I I very much enjoyed that movie. Haven't seen it since. Haven't thought about it since. But I enjoyed so fucking around. The problem with it. is there. They have many action scenes in the movie, and none of them are good. That's and true. Like, this right. is a franchise that was made on jaw dropping action sequences so um, that, though, that's the, my take the inherent wachowski problem welcome to the wachowski diversion <laughs> the matrix is a a great it's a landmark movie it's a great sci-fi movie but more than that it's a very down the middle very approachable action movie right and it made a ton of money which means the Wachowskis were able to come to the table with like, do you want to see my binder full of anime drawings? <laughs> <laughs> and it's a little like simultaneously, I'm like, oh man, what happened to that really fucking tight down the line action movie? That's 10 out of 10, a perfect movie, I think. But also, yeah, that notebook looks weird. What do you got in there? <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I think you and I are both pretty big fans of the sequels even though they're they're varying degrees of good but um i think reload it's fully just good i agree you and i are it is but i do think the action scenes are so fucking good in that movie yes yes 
and it's it takes has balls, man. There's a huge swing at the end of that movie, couple of huge swings. Insane, insane. Um, uh, but it's interesting it's that pretty good at stone movie. It's not it's not as two parter centric as I remember it. They got to make like how many six or seven huge budget movies, and none of them. <laughs> did as well as people wanted them to after the made that's how big the matrix was yep yep because they got matrix reloaded made a shit ton of money and then revolutions didn't make as much i didn't see it i only saw it in the last five years the fight the third matrix movie was considered a disappointment financially and and artistically at the time and then what came after that speed racer that sounds right. I love Speed Racer, but it wasn't box office. It no, wasn't money. It, was not, it wasn't money. Really well received either at the time. Now no. it has a resurgence. Right. Um, I saw that in theaters. But then what? What else did we get from them? We got they did uh, Cloud Atlas. Was that immediately after Cloud that? Atlas? Yeah, Cloud Atlas. I which hated that which, fucking movie, dude. I don't think made a lot of money. I didn't no, see it. Oh, it's nonsense. It's uh, it, and it's a That's, tough book to adapt. I don't. I think it's one of those like unadaptable books. Um, I haven't fucking read it, but I have a lot of friends who really loved it. <laughs> I read the first chapter of that book. And went, this one's not for me. <laughs> <laughs> and then I saw the movie. Went. That book wasn't for me. <laughs> um, Jupiter Ascending. I was going to say, then they made the the fucking... Uh, I want to see that movie. You haven't seen that yet. That is... Zach, I want to watch you watch Jupiter Ascending. <laughs> it's... We, Emily and I, made a night of it. We were like, we're going to watch Jupiter Ascending. We got stoned. We got a pizza. And we're like, we're going to, all right. We were so proud. I think we had just rewatched the Matrix movie. So like we were primed. Like, let's do Jupiter Ascending. This is going to be fun. We are couch lock stoned. So fucking stoned. Just going, this is awful. <laughs> but I think I could have told you that before he made it. I think in the pitch, I would have been like, no, 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 we're not doing that. No, it's it's purely, and I hope what I'm trying to convey is coming across, it's fully binder, a 14-year-old's binder hitting the desk. I'm like, look at my anime drawings. <laughs> and I was like, hey, this is nonsense. <laughs> hey, is there a, like a, a, a character, like a... um? Uh, somebody who doesn't know this world who I can uh, relate to uh, and <laughs> will interact with it. And yeah, it's Myla Kunis. No, no charisma. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> and I like Myla Kunis. That's nothing against her. It's just the script is nonsense. Oh, no, don't worry. But I'm going to give you 20 minutes on Eddie Redmayne on a turtle planet. I don't know if I'm remembering that correctly. <laughs> Also, uh, also Channing Tatum, a very charismatic actor, is a mean chipmunk man. <laughs> Zach, I was really stoned when I watched this movie. I'm, his whole thing is he has rocket boots. Zach, this movie sucks. <laughs> and the problem is everything I just said, if I was listening to this, hearing myself describe that movie, I'd be like, this movie sounds like a rules. It doesn't. It doesn't. It's no you fun. You know what? The, I bet the reason they got to make that 
and the other ones they got to make is because the Matrix sounded just as batshit crazy when they pitched it. That's um, Will Smith. And so they're like, you said the same shit last time, and look what I got. Will Smith talks. So famously, Will Smith was offered the lead role of the Matrix. Uh, And he's like, of course, I regret it. Uh, Well, he regrets it in that, like, of course, obviously, that would have been great. But Keanu, that's his character. Right. Uh, And it's like, everyone brings that up. You need to understand. I was brought into a room and these two dudes came in and just started talking at me. And I don't know what the fuck they were saying. (laughs) And they're talking how the camera's going to spin around and like... And it was nothing. (laughs) You would have said no (laughs) to. Right. Will Smith was on top of the world when they made that movie. And uh, Keanu Reeves was not. No. No. That was one of the first of many. That was the first of many comebacks of Keanu Reeves. Yes. God, The Matrix is a good fucking movie. Can we just do The Matrix on this show? No one's stopping us. It's our podcast. We can do The Matrix one time. (laughs) We'll find, we will find a Smallville connection. We can find it somehow. We'll just dig through the credits of The Matrix and we'll find it. Gotta be. Uh, Okay. At Graham's apartment, Clark enters and surpri- is surprised to find a big party. Uh, but, uh, we, we did this. Okay, Lois is at the party as Graham's date. Graham leads Clark out to the balcony where an attractive woman, Gia, introduces him, introduces herself. Uh, before we get to this, I believe um, Clark and Lois have a conversation. Um, I, I, and... Lois is something to the effect of why do you have to lob a grenade at every guy that I date? Like, to be fair, Lois. Now, that sentiment in a vacuum is correct. Here's the thing. Every guy you've dated on the show, Clark's been right about. (laughs) And you you have to take that into account, right? Stop dating freak of the weeks. Please? (laughs) (laughs) Unless there's other guys in between that Clark is just a jerk to. <laughs> the only one that w- wasn't bad was the Aquaman, right? Right. That's true. That's true. Um, but I, I also like to imagine they're just also just random guys Lois goes on dates with and Clark is just busting and being a real jerk about it. <laughs> the guy's no good for you, Lois. Uh, Clark blushes as Gia flirts with him, offering to go to the bedroom. After Gia kisses him, Clark smiles, but then realizes that Graham set them up. That's not in quotes. I did a little quotes with my fingers. It's, it's a, a prostitute. prostitute. It's a it's sex pretty worker. Queer. Yes. Um, and uh, <gasps> okay. Uh, so on its way out of the apartment, Clark is stopped by Graham, who apologizes about Gia and offers to get him and Lana back together. Confidently, Graham tells Clark that things will work out between him and Lana, even though she's already seeing Lex. I I like this dial, this scene. The guy's so charming, and he's like, "It's fun." Come on, he's like, "Let's get you two back together." And he, Clark is like, "Oh, she's already with some other guy." And uh, he's like, "Who's the lucky guy?" She's like, "Oh, someone I used to think was my friend." And then then Graham's like, 
well, that's not crossing the line. That's just plain wrong. Like, fuck this guy. Let's go get him, Clark. Honestly, I like this guy. This guy's your I boy. Like guy. <laughs> Dude, that's what a friend says. That's, that's exactly what a friend says. Exactly what a friend says, even if a freak of the week with hypnosis powers lets you cheat. <laughs> <laughs> You weren't yourself, bro. <laughs> that's a, dude, yeah, yeah, that's what the friend would say. And that's I it. like that. I like that he tells him it's Lex Luthor and, and Graham's like, fuck that billionaire, dude. Fuck him. He's dead. That guy is dead. I'm going to kill that guy. Did you get I'm what I was putting kill, down there before? <laughs> I'm going to fucking kill him with my invisibility powers. Ooh, Just kidding. Invis- Just kidding. I don't really have that. It was a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. Uh, at the Luther Mansion, Lex is on the phone with Milton Fine, unaware that he is being watched. Graham suddenly appears and strangles Lex with a rope. Just Le- they're, in the, know- they're in the hallway. Where's the hall gun? Where's the hall Where's gun? Where's the hall gun? The compartment, that little compartment. You know, I gotta say also about Graham, I do think he genuinely wants to help Clark out. <laughs> oh no he does there's no well, other reason he, to do this he's like man clark's no my boy reason. no there's Here's no a good friend. there's no like oh i'm gonna steal like something from the vault this is all out of friendship and don't get me wrong don't get me wrong you can't do zach if you were doing this for me i'd be like zach you can't do this <laughs> but, but like man but this guy's your boy. heart's in the right place yeah <laughs> the heart's in the right place <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was fine when Lex towed the line for your benefit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Lex literally did the same shit when he when Clark was into Lana, but she was dating Whitney. Lex was constantly trying to fuck Whitney over. And honestly, honestly, all that Clark really needs is like, hey, Lex, this is my new billionaire friend. I told him everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, Lex would shoot himself, <laughs> or he would like he would actually start crying in front of him. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care at all. <laughs> She's like, "This also- is my new billionaire friend." Hey, Clark, thanks for telling me your big secret. You're welcome, friend. High five, secret handshake. <gasps> that was our secret handshake. <laughs> Let's go play some pool together. <laughs> no. <laughs> Lana plays pool with me sometimes. She's not very good, but <laughs> um, just as Lex is about to die, Lana enters and Graham disappears. Lana has Lex's security guards call in an ambulance. There was a line earlier. Uh, I didn't think to mention it uh, where Lana is in Lex's study. I was like, I see you tightened up security. Not that much, clearly. <laughs> I also like uh, <laughs> there's literally no reason for him to stop being invisible while he's committing the crime. Right. Agreed. Other than that. So Lana can see him and describe him to Clark later. Right. Like there's no practical reason why you would want to stop being invisible when you need it the most you know what i like to think about (laughs) you know what i the way i like to justify these things in my brain is it's kind of similar to like mystique from x-men love the x-men movie love a handful of the x-men movies uh but hey why is why does mystique ever need to change into the little blue freak it's because (laughs) they have to be like (laughs) flexing the whole time (laughs) 
to be invisible. It's oh, not just an on and off. It's a whole. It's really hard. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's what I. Okay. That's what I like to think. That makes total it's a whole sense. thing they got to do. I, so you know, you get to, you, know, you get distracted, you get worried. Suddenly, you're suddenly like not flexing the invisible muscle. Anyone listening didn't know you were, that noise was flexing until you said so, though. Afterwards, so like on a, a visual medium, I could see what you were doing, but yeah. the audience just heard. <laughs> In my head, honestly, I still think it read. <laughs> and by this point, and by this point, they've all heard all the context, and they can't tell me different. <laughs> <laughs> podcasting is stupid uh, <laughs> oh yes absolutely um okay uh so lana has lexus security guards call an ambulance clark arrives at the smallville medical center and sees lana comforting lex in his hospital bed he asks lana suggestive questions about her relationship with lex but she avoids the subject she gives him a description of the man who strangled Lex and tells him the man seemed to vanish. The description fits Graham perfectly or any white guy. Right. Yeah. She's like uh tall with dark hair. White guy. I, <laughs> you, not me. I'm not tall, but I'm normal sized. Well, I don't think he gets any other information that would imply it was Graham other than that. None. No, that's a leap. Like she could have said curly hair because he does have curly hair. Yeah, right, been, right. That would have been more helpful. But but here we are. Um, I also loved Clark's like questions. I don't remember exactly what they were off the top of my head, but he's basically like, I know you're fucking Lex right now. I know it. Uh, it's he's being as subtle as Graham was being about being a hitman. <laughs> like, <laughs> And Lana's still like, what? No, I don't, I don't know. No, we're not fucking. Um, Lois is at the Talon pouring excessive amounts of sugar into her coffee when Graham arrives. Even though he was thought to be leaving town, he invites Lois to go, to go with him to a Coldplay concert in Chicago. There's no Coldplay in this episode. Why do they say Coldplay, Zach? Because that's a hip band. We had the this same thing. This has happened before. Radiohead. Yeah, Radiohead. That was a band that Clark was not listening to, I promise you. Clark did not know Radiohead. No, no. Um, Okay, diversion. My wife and I are obsessed with Kelly Clarkson. Uh, It's specifically in regards to the Kelly Clarkson show. Uh, However, I don't know why I was searching for Creep. Um... Just a good song, I guess. But uh, I, yeah, I that's typed why. In that would be the reason. On Spotify, and I saw Kelly Clarkson has a creep cover, and I'm like, "Well, I gotta hear this." Uh, and uh, so I put that on, and it's a live track. And Kelly Clarkson is saying, "I'm going to sing one of my favorite Radiohead songs." And now I'm not saying Kelly Clarkson doesn't have other favorite Radiohead songs, but I desperately want to know what they are. <laughs> what? It, Okay, okay. So one of your favorite Radiohead songs is their biggest hit right, <laughs> from yeah. like 92. Okay, so their big, big hit that everyone knows. Yeah, that two, and Kelly Clarkson. Yeah, Karma, Karma Police. Yeah. <laughs> What's number two? Um, but, uh, oh, love a bit. It's, it's so specific. I know Coldplay's big, but that's so specific. 
what is the concert to be at in 2006? The answer is Coldplay. Is it Coldplay? God, that sucks. (laughs) That was right after. That was when uh, X and Y, I think is what it was called. Is that right? So we're past fucking clocks, man. (laughs) Oh, yeah. This is uh, um, Fix You. Yeah. Okay. 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 Here's the thing. If someone was like, yo, do you want to go see Coldplay? Like, here's a free ticket to go see Coldplay. And I love Coldplay. I don't love is a love is a strong word. I have affection for Coldplay. I genuinely think the answer would be no. <laughs> it would All depend right, on what night it was, how late sure. it was, where was the venue. Wednesday, um, 10 o'clock. No, I don't need to go see Coldplay. How much of their old stuff are they playing and how much of their new stuff are right. they playing? That's right. the real deal breaker for see, me. See, now here's the thing, Zach, and I don't know if you'd agree with this. It's like, I have a ticket to Nickelback. Do you want to go see Nickelback? Ten times out of ten, I'm like, let's go see Nickelback. <laughs> what? Oh, it'd be weird. I'm going to be high, dude. Oh, I'm going to be like, this fucking, is weird you, the time. This is the I watch garbage with my wife, Brian. Right. Yes, yes, the, yes, yes. The little gu- the little trash can lid. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> just like, this movie looks like the worst thing ever made. Put it on. <laughs> Tonight at my friend, I had dinner at a friend's place and we watched uh, Love at the Thanksgiving Day Parade, <laughs> a Hallmark movie. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> wonderful. Uh, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> like, I get watching that with friends. Yeah. I don't get when you are alone by yourself, Brian, and nah. you put on yeah. just sub trash. Yeah. I got to know. <laughs> I got to see. I got to see it. It's now my wife and I will be little garbage gremlins, and we both have our different things. But I have elements of like I'll be like my wife will be like no I don't want to watch that I'm like that's it and that's a uh, oh man okay can I uh, ask you an interesting question what do you think and you can use some context clues here when was the last Number one rock song on the Billboard US charts. What rock? year do you think it was? What song do you think? Rock? It was? Rock. And I mean, like, so not the number one rock song, the number one song that was right. a rock song. But is, does alt rock count? Does punk rock count? Yes. Or is it just rock? No, Billboard number one. Do you know? I know. Um, I'm thinking it was mid aughts would be my my guess. Not a bad guess. I'm not gonna tell you if it's right or not, but it's not a bad guess. Welcome to the Black Parade. <laughs> not number one. That was that was popular on rock stations. Is that right? Yeah. Would you would you like would you like the answer? Well, maybe I mean, give me a hint. Maybe we... we've been talking. We we we've we've mentioned this band in the past handful of minutes. Oh, so it's a Coldplay song. It's not a Coldplay song. Oh no, Nickelback. The last number one rock song, Billboard number one to all of all of the songs to be a rock song was 2001's "How You Were Run." How you remind me by Nickelback in 2001. <laughs> so one could argue there's a famous, uh, 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 God, I'm, I 
can't remember the comedian's name. It's Shane. Sorry, Brian. Hold on. I'm recovering from that fact. (laughs) (laughs) But he meant he has a joke uh, that involves a line of like, what the fuck did Nickelback ever do to anybody? And you could argue they ended rock and roll on the fucking (laughs) show. That like they They hit number one and everyone went, actually, maybe music with a guitar sucks. Yeah, we're good. We're good. Maybe shitty Canadian Nirvana is the end of rock and roll. You could argue they are the last major rock and roll band. (laughs) Oh, of what I really am. This I is love that song. It's terrible. Mind. It's terrible. I mean, it's not. It's far from their most offensive song. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh no, no. It's still a radio rock friendly like. But right. That's a song I could listen to without wanting to slam my head into a mirror. Right. But it is. It is take like Nirvana and then put it through like several corporate filters. And then that's eventually right. what it spits out, you know? <laughs> um, okay. So Lois insists she'd just be happy with a simpler date, but she agrees to go to the concert. The rich man wants to take you to the concert. She's like, I would just be happy with burgers. Fuck you. We can have burgers on the airplane. Which is what he says. Uh, accusingly, Clark confronts Graham in his apartment for Lex's attempted murder. After threatening to take him to the police, Clark easily shatters a statue Graham tries to hit him with, revealing his powers. Still holding the broken statue, Graham renders himself invisible and leaves the apartment. At the Daily Planet, Chloe concludes that Graham might be the chameleon, a hitman for hire who leaves no prints, clues, or surveillance footage. He is also suspected... Uh, of the courthouse murder, which happened right after Clark saved Graham's life. Clark is determined to stop him, but Chloe warns him that Graham might know his weakness. Secretly, Graham is watching the entire conversation. No one is allowed to talk about the kryptonite. Never talk about the fucking kryptonite. The only way people find out about the kryptonite is people talking about the kryptonite. This is the second, at least the second time in the show this has happened where it's like, you didn't tell him about your weakness, did you, Clark? It's like, no, I didn't tell him about the green meteor rocks and how they kill me. And then you, the characters listening. One trillion percent now need a code phrase. Of like, <laughs> <laughs> it's a meteor rock should just be Coca Cola. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something you like. Yeah, yeah. Those deli- yeah, brownies. Don't feed him brownies. <laughs> Don't feed him brownies. He gets chocolate, real sick. Delicious chocolate brownies. He can't handle them. Or a blondie, if you're feeling spicy, that'll also yeah. take me down real good. <laughs> um, Lois is taking a shower in the bath in the, the bathroom of the Talon apartment, while Graham is secretly stalking her. We get this little bit. I feel like this is a bone to CW execs, like getting thrown. <laughs> of like we get like the shower silhouette, we get like a silhouette of boobies. I'm sure this is not Erica Durance. <laughs> It's also it's also a bone for, you know, a lot of the teenage teenagers watching for sure. You know how it goes. <laughs> um, so uh, while Graham is secretly stalking her uh, after seeing the door shut, she gets out of the shower to investigate. 
still naked. She opens the bathroom door only to find Clark standing there. Using his super hearing, Clark warns her that Graham is there, but Lois is irritated at the fact that Clark attacks every boyfriend she's had. Oh, so that's where that line is. I think we could play up some sexual tension here that we don't really. As much as yeah. I was I was just applauding like that they don't touch it, you could touch it like a little bit. Well, no, yeah, we want that part of it. I mean, you are right. still a guy seeing an attractive woman naked. We can play with it. We can play with it. Come on. Grow up. Grow up. So the best part about this is Clark is like using his super hearing because he thinks the invisible guy's there. I just, I can't say it enough times, Brian. Clark, you have x-ray vision. What percentage? Unless the bones are invisible, Zach. Unless they're invisible. What percentage of this show does Clark spend forgetting that he has powers? You know, when you have as many powers as Clark does, Zach, God, I would love to see you keep track of them. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to see how you kept track of all those powers, Zach. (laughs) I think that would be my first thought would be like, oh, he's invisible. Let me use my x-ray vision. I'd remember that one pretty quickly. (laughs) Now, look, maybe you're right. Maybe it doesn't work, but we need to at least see him try. We need to see him try. (laughs) We need to see him try. Because also I think it worked last time. (laughs) Right. Yes. I think we have precedent for it works before. (laughs) I think we have precedent. Uh, Clark follows Graham's heartbeat downstairs and sees Graham exit the talent. He tries to super speed up to Graham, but Graham is holding a meteor rock. After confirming he is a meteor freak, he tells Clark that he must be eliminated along with Lex and Lana. Uh, So we find out that (gasps) Graham was in Smallville during the meteor shower. What? I no longer need these. I know, keep, right. I don't on, need them anymore. Honestly, the the line uh, I have I I know Smallville because I was here last year on business. That's all you need. Yep, yep, yep. You're exactly right. I what, don't and need this anymore. I don't. don't I need, don't need. Two weeks ago, we had <gasps> during the meteor shower. He was in a stained glass factory. Like I'm just now assuming there are people with powers in the world who are going to do bad stuff. We can move on, guys. Right. We don't need it, and we don't need it this clunky, because this is like Clark is on the ground dying from the meteor, and he goes, you were in Smallville the day of the meteor shower. Like, we don't need the Clark putting it together exposition. It's so bad. I'm now five seasons deep in the show. I understand how people get powers, but yeah. also other people just get powers from other ways. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> you are in Smallville. I'm dying. But I just want to make it clear that I figured it out. I got it. I got you. I got to figure it out. You are invisible. Anyway, you're going to die now. Um, yeah. Uh, but With I won't kill of- you. I'll just bury you very shallowly in this pile of bark dust over just, here. Just killing him would probably work better. There'd be a lot of better ways. Uh, it's It always reminds me of uh, Phantom Menace when um, 
they they throw the poison in right uh and then they close the doors this is in the opening they they shut the doors and then they're like now open the doors and, and take care of what's left to them or just wait for the poison <laughs> or just leave the door shut until the poison kills them <laughs> I'd sure hate for them to be like fine <laughs> with their light swords. They're good at using. They can hold their breath a really long time because they're Jedi's, you know? That makes sense to me. Um, okay. Uh, so with Lana by his side, Lex has woken up at the hospital. Lana tells him that Clark came to visit and he asks Clark, uh, and he asks her to tell Clark about the relationship before he finds out from someone else. I liked a little bit here, like Lex still has some respect for his friend Clark, even though like that's over. Right. And that's how I read it also is that he's like, hey, we got to do the right thing. But you could but. read it. You could read it. I want Clark to know. I want you to fucking tell that motherfucker. And maybe it's a little bit of both. Right, yeah. Could it be? Totally. A, is, is, there, is there room for a little bit of both? I think so. Yeah. I think hmm. so. Who knows? Uh, while Lois is getting ready for her date with Graham, Chloe enters the Talon apartment, alerting Lois that Graham is a professional hitman. We got it, Chloe. <laughs> uh, Lois doesn't believe her, but even so, she follows Chloe outside to look for Clark. Chloe calls a cell phone, and they hear it ringing in the distance. Following its sound, they find Clark unconscious, buried underneath some construction with a meteor rock. Chloe throws the rock away, and he awakens and warns them that Graham is going after Lex and Lana. If only the hitman had, like, done his thing. <laughs> he, he's not comfortable always killing, just every and he other liked time. Clark. He liked Clark. Yeah, he's um, a little heartbroken. In the hospital, maybe, Lex... Maybe he wants to come back after like taking care of everyone else and be like, hey, let's be buds. So I good. taught you a so lesson. Good. I taught you a lesson. Don't do it again. Don't not be my friend again. Pretty easy. Zach, that's how I maintain our friendship. <laughs> I know. You've, you've the, been very The listeners don't regularly. see the gun that I have pointed at you every time we record. <laughs> And every time I'm like diversion and you have to be like, ha ha. Yeah. I also like that. I love diversions. <laughs> Tell me a story, Brian. Okay. So in the hospital, Lex is instant messaging Milton fine, telling him that the compound virus is ready. Lana enters the room, bringing Lex a shirt. Suddenly the guard outside Lex's room collapses on the door opens. Lex grabs the gun by his bedside and blindly fires into the room. You can't have that in the hospital. It's uh, Smallville Medical. You can do whatever the fuck that's, you want. I, I mean, if there's a if there's a hospital where you can make it happen. Uh, he gets knocked out and Graham reappears, bleeding from a gunshot wound. I think I was getting my screaming daughter a bottle here. Does he get knocked out via some head trauma? No, no. Got it. Oh, he does have a line, though. Wait, where is it? Hold on. I can't remember. I didn't write it down. Darn. He says something to the effect I would have to have some pretty severe head trauma. Is that this episode? I can't say for sure. Okay. But, 
but the, hey, uh, Lex, not, we'll, we'll we'll shelve it. Yeah, you have in order to forget, I'd have to have some pretty severe. I think that might be last episode. We'll get into it then. <laughs> we'll cover it then. Sorry, we watched these back to back. Yeah. Um, so just as Graham is shooting Lex and Lana, Clark uses his super speed and catches the bullet. Graham collapses and dies, and Lex and Lana embrace while Clark looks on. The next day, Lois visits Martha at the Kent's house, wondering why she has had so many bad relationships. Martha says she went through quite a few bad relationships before she found Jonathan and advises that Lois keep a closer watch for the right man. He's in the house. <laughs> the call is coming from inside the house. They, this was a, some amazing restraint by the writers not to have Clark enter incredible incredible i think they knew this season they did that so like i think they know like we we can't keep doing it right Uh, even though we would love it we're fucking yokels and idiots (laughs) we're smooth brain no wrinkle idiots and every time we're like yes (laughs) uh clark visits chloe at the daily planet and congratulates her on her first front page byline He is concerned that saving strangers can get innocent people killed, but Chloe reassures him that it is not his decision. Clark apologizes about questioning his friendship with Chloe. Clark is in his loft disassembling his telescope, which no longer works. Lana visits him, telling him the truth about her relationship with Lex. Uh, Riff asked him dismantling the telescope. It's a good bit of visual imagery. It's the uh, telescope. It's obviously very associated with... Uh, and they can't resist telling us, which is a shame. Right. But, but um, practically speaking, it doesn't make any sense. Was he still spying on her with that thing? Yeah, right, 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 right. <laughs> but it's a fun... It's, it's so associated with... Uh, creepily spying on the girl next door (laughs) Um, uh, it's cute in context guys i swear uh except maybe not uh i don't want to get into it um so uh okay so clark warns her to stay away from lex but lana tells him that she doesn't need to be protected she reminds him that he was the one who decided to end their relationship and leaves the barn and that's I the end that... of the Clark Lana storyline. Oh, wait. <laughs> I thought that scene was really clunkily written. Um, it's bad. It's not because Because it's supposed to be this confrontation, but they're not like even talking to each other because they're not responding. Each line does not seem like it's a response to the line that preceded it. Like they're just saying things at each other. It seems like we have two people who have a lot to talk about to maybe decompress and we have roughly one minute of screen time to get it all in. <laughs> um, and that's how it goes sometimes here on the cw um i'm uh, i'm just doing a a quick look over of the wiki i don't think there's too much too interesting here it's chloe's first front page byline um I don't know if we'll be keeping track of them in the wiki. Uh, let's see. <sighs> Clark breaking down the telescope. We talked about that. Um, the game on the uh, plasma TV is Dynasty Warriors 5. On the balcony during the party when Gia introduces herself, there's a shooting star in the top left corner. I saw of the that. Sky. I saw that. 
Um, this is the second episode with a villain uh, with the ability to turn himself invisible. This is the this isn't the first time Clark has saved a rich man from a car accident. <laughs> Do you think that's specifically on purpose? Because Graham is such like a Lex potential surrogate. Yeah, 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 definitely. Fun. I do. I do. Did, was there a car crash? No, it was just a car that almost hit him. Right, right. No, right. that car's fine. Uh, that seems to be... Okay, I want to read a sentence to you here in the wiki. That's strange. Clark unintentionally sees Lois naked. Lois saw Clark naked in Crusade, therefore making them even. Also... This marks the second time, comma, of seeing all three love interests, parentheses, Lana, Chloe, and Lois, end parentheses, with both his, with both his x-ray and physical vision. What? Would you like to hear it all again? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I would. My brain hurts. I think he's saying he's seen Lana, Chloe, and Lois naked. And you know what? I've seen most of my ex-girlfriends naked. (laughs) (laughs) I I maintain that Chloe was not an ex-girlfriend. No, no. Agreed. Agreed. Um, Anyway, that's a weird sentence. And I'm just going to leave that hanging. I guess that's everything. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. This has been the Talon Mix. Uh, Way, hey, we appreciate you for being here. That said... If you want to help out, we do have a Patreon. There's a link in the description. We are way overdue on some bonus stuff. We'll uh, we'll get something up as soon as we can. Uh, also, just saying something nice on the internet is a huge help, and uh, we really appreciate it. Um, we'll be back next week. Zach, do you have a question for the Smallville Gods? Uh, yes. My question is, was this episode of our podcast as middling as this episode of Smallville that we covered. No, I think this one's great. I think this is the best one. <laughs> no, wrong. No, probably yeah. 